The following is a paid program on this station. Leading Edge Medicine provides only general medical information. Since everyone's individual situation is unique, you should consult your own physician before taking any action related to your personal health. All content of this program is intended for general informational purposes only. Good morning and welcome to Leading Edge Medicine with Dr. Jerry Mixon and Dr. Samira Umet. Leading Edge Medicine is sponsored by Longevity Medical Clinics and is devoted to helping you feel and function better tomorrow than you do today by providing the newest and most advanced medical care designed to improve both your body and your brain. Leading Edge Medicine will keep you informed regarding the very latest developments in science and medicine while highlighting some of the Northwest's most prominent physicians, all while helping you separate the science from the silly and the facts from the fiction. This is live call-in radio at its very best, giving you the opportunity to participate in the show. And now, here are your hosts for Leading Edge Medicine, Dr. Jerry Mixon and Dr. Samira Umat, along with their co-host, Lynette Morgan. Leading Edge Medicine provides only general medical information. Since everyone's individual situation is unique, you should consult your own physician before taking any action related to your personal health. All content of this program is intended for general informational purposes only. Good morning and welcome to Leading Edge Medicine with Dr. Jerry Mixon and Dr. Samira Umet. Leading Edge Medicine is sponsored by Longevity Medical Clinics and is devoted to helping you feel and function better tomorrow than you do today by providing the newest and most advanced medical care designed to improve both your body and your brain. Leading Edge Medicine will keep you informed regarding the very latest developments in science and medicine while highlighting some of the Northwest's most prominent physicians, all while helping you separate the science from the silly and the facts from the fiction. This is live call-in radio at its very best, giving you the opportunity to participate in the show. And now, here are your hosts for Leading Edge Medicine, Dr. Jerry Mixon and Dr. Samira Umat, along with their co-host, Lynette Morgan. Hi there. Good morning. Oh, what a great day it's going to be. We might even see some sunshine. That's what I hear rumors of. So mm, I thought it was going to be cold. Well, cold. Cold and sunny. Cold and sunny Which is today just fine, too. The sun makes a big difference. That's right. So I've got my flowers on, my cherry blossoms, hoping and, and mm. wishing for from uh, some some sunshine. But we might get some snow in some areas in uh, oh, the latter part of the That is true, too. Yes. So oh, welcome, winter. We're, we're in the heat of it. So oh, welcome to leading welcome edge. Welcome, winter. We're in the heat. Oh, wait, how did I say that? We're in the thick of it. That's right, in the thick. I didn't have coffee. I stopped to get coffee. I waited behind a bunch of cars. I'm like, they're never cars at 5.30 in the morning. What's what's up with this? And then I get up there and they say, oh, sorry, we can't do the coffee. We're cleaning the machine. <laughs> yeah. So, well, we have coffee here. I said I'll get a giant ice water, please. Thank, mm. So, thank you. Yeah. Well, Doctor Samira, you Matt in the studio. Doctor Jerry Mixon, how was your week? Anything exciting that you need to share with us? 
No, the really exciting stuff is not fit not for a shareable. family show. Yeah. Well, I volunteered him to be a babysitter. Yes. He laughed at me. Um, yes. And then he came in early and went to lift weights before the show started. So, yeah, he's just, you just, know. Just me. Just you. And no coffee needed. He's probably has and his no coffee tea. Needed. Yes. I have tea. I had my, I had my two coffees. Okay. My Already. wife fixes me a, a small black coffee with breakfast. And then okay. after breakfast, she brings me a large mug with a cappuccino. Oh. And then I sit and read the Wall Street Journal whilst drinking my cappuccino. And All then right. I go out Everybody. and hit the trail. He's just there spoiled. I will tell you, I, I do not that. do that to my husband. I love him dearly, <laughs> but I do not serve him anything. <laughs> Mine was snoring but, in bed. So. But yeah, but yeah. we do take care of each other. Yes, so. yes. <laughs> well, you know, my, my wife is kind of a... She's a strange mix. On the one hand, she is the bravest, most adventurous woman I have ever met. Okay, I mean, you know, she left China at 20 and spent three years on a gambling ship going round and round Asia. And then she went off to Europe to work where she got a, a motorcycle and traveled all across both Western and Eastern Europe. Now, wow. you, had a, you know, a woman charging across the Czech Republic yeah. on a motorcycle. So, I mean, these were some of the things that interested me about I had to get to know this girl. You know, at the same time, when she first came to live with me, now I had been single for 17 years. And so I can take care of myself. I'm used to picking up after myself and doing my own dishes. Or leaving it where it is. I kept my house neat. Yeah. Uh, I did have a housekeeper who came in every other week just to do dusting and vacuuming yeah. stuff. But That's cleaning awesome. stuff. Yeah. That was mine. Yeah. But, Anyway, the, the first meal we shared um, in my home, I got up from the table, I picked up my dishes, uh-huh. and I carried them to the sink and, and, and put them in, and I heard this little sob behind me, and I turned around, and she was standing there with tears running down her cheek, oh. and I said, honey, what's wrong? And she said, but that's my job. Oh, <laughs> I can imagine her big brown eyes just like, oh. And so she can, she, I mean, this, this fierce, adventurous, brave woman considers the, a big part of her job is taking care of me and seeing to it that I am happy. Well, also, you know. So, pretty happy. The, the, I am pretty yeah, happy. Pretty yes. happy. Yes. I, you know, yeah, you are. And also, you know, the, the difference in home and outside of home and the home being my territory and I'm responsible for making it the way I want it. Yes. And a lot of women like that. They Mm -hmm. like the colors they like, the decor they like, the light they like. And the house is her fiefdom completely. She picks the paint, she picks the fabric, she picks the furniture, she picks everything in the house. In fact, when we first got together, she did lay down a rule for me and she said, Jerry, I know you love what you do and I know you travel a lot. And she said, take whatever time you need to conquer the world. But when you do come in my door, ah. the possessive my door, <laughs> I don't want to see an impassive doctor's face, and I don't want to hear a businessman's voice. I want my Jerry in this house, mm-hmm. and so the rule is: is I don't do I don't do work from home. You know, we have a little home office, but that's for her and Ivory to use. I do no work from home. 
That's just the rule. Lucky. No, that's well, really that's nice. Good. You know, yeah, you take the jacket off, take the shoes off at the doorstep, leave that's them right. over there. You're and going, you are now the husband now and the dad. His household, the shoes yeah. stay in the garage. <laughs> yes. No shoes in the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. This is good. Yeah. Yeah. No, we do the same. Yep, <laughs> yep. Yeah, yep. And yeah. I decorate and do all the house yeah. stuff. Yeah. Husband has the garage and his office. Right. Which isn't decorated, which drives me crazy. I'm like, okay, you just got to put a couple of things. Oh, no, it's my office. I'm like, okay, you're right. It is your office. He was a bachelor for many years before I got here. So, oh, well, here we are, Leading Edge Medicine. Let me throw out that phone number in case you were waiting and wanting to be one of the first ones in today. That's always a good thing. 800-465-8770 is that number to get through. That's 800-465-8770 with your questions for Dr. Mixon or Dr. Umat this morning. You can be in the queue and be one of the first ones on the show in the next few moments. And while we're waiting for that first call at 800-465-8770, let's find out what is happening in the medical world. Well, it's a big day for us today at the clinics. The clinics are all, well, Kirkland Clinic is open and buzzing with activity already this morning. Wow, yes. Because the health fair is today. Mm -hmm. We are fully booked and the teams are extra people are coming in to make sure that the experience is good for everybody. Good. And uh, we're very super excited about it. Everybody's been, we've been talking about it, prepping for it, mm-hmm. planning for it, hoping everything will go seamlessly today. So my good wishes are going that way. Wonderful. And I'm waiting to hear back from them. They've already told me that the doors are open and they're there. We start at nine. At nine So o'clock. there's still plenty of time. They're getting the coffee ready. Oh, good, good. <laughs> they're getting and, the paperwork ready. And this is for the, the folks that have signed up for the gallery test. That's right. All morning long. And you, right. it's like we've, we filled up, we filled up again. And yes. uh, uh, now we're just looking at maybe in a month or so doing Tacoma. Well, sometime yeah. Yeah, sometime in February. February. Yeah. We oh, already have a wait list. Yeah. So, you know, please call um, if you do if you are interested and you want to get on that wait list. Then it's our responsibility. Then we will call you back. It's a mm-hmm. test that, that uh, screens for 50 different cancers. Yes. So one blood test. They will screen for 50 different cancers at the same time. It's you know, 1250 bucks, which mm. is about $25 per cancer, yeah. which is a pretty cheap screen. Well, you know, when we first yes. started talking about it, uh, for the longevity patients have had access to this for all of last year. Mm-hmm. And when we first started talking about it, 1250 seemed like... It was, it was, it is the most expensive test we offer. Yeah. Um, but I am amazed at how many people want to know. They do. People want to know. People are willing to pay to know. Well, and that, you know, that's not just for the, a raw test too, though, because one of our physicians will evaluate the test. Yeah. And call them up. And you know, talk to them about their test results afterwards. Yeah, but but so there's a physician. There's a physician consult included in. Well, no, 50 that's tests. no. The point is that you know the objection always was, well, nobody's going to want to pay out of pocket oh, to I do know. the test. But I'm surprised that that's not the objection so, at yeah, all. No, it isn't. People are looking for something. Yes. Uh, yeah. You know, the, the reality is, I was told that before I started Longevity Medical Clinic. Yeah. That I would starve to death. Mm-hmm. That no one was going to pay for medical care. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I said, wait a second. People pay ten and $12,000 for a 10-day vacation. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
uh, and we charge half that for a year's care. You know, yeah. if, if you can afford a car, you can afford vacation, you can afford longevity. Well, I had these um, doctors sitting next to me at the conferences that I've been going to recently locally right here in town, and they're all doctors from Swedish and other uh, local hospitals, but a lot of them are concierge providers, mm-hmm. private uh, um, primary care and internal medicine providers, and they have all jumped ship and are doing similar to what you do, but not the same level because they right. kind of do a hybrid between insurance mm-hmm. and, and um, concierge. But they all tell me that they will never go back to the old way of practicing medicine. No. Wow. I'm not going to take <clears throat> orders from an insurance company as to what the insurance company clerks think my patients need. Yeah. I mean, that's just stupid. There you go. Well, you mentioned it was one of the most expensive tests, but it's probably one of the most important tests, too, to get some answers and alleviate some anxiety or give our patients a heads up as to this is what's going on. Well, and if Let's we find, jump on it. Yeah, if we find a cancer signal yeah. you know, before they have symptoms, that's the that's time so to cure good. the tumor. That's the time to intervene and solve the problem early, not after it's already spread around your body. Right. So. Right. So we're excited to today uh, at the clinic in Kirkland. That's what's going on. So big news there. All right. You ready to take a call? We've got some phone callers on the line already. We're going to head to Gig Harbor first. We have Jim on the line. Hi there, Jim. Good morning. Hello, Jim. Good morning. I have a real quick question. I hear that you talk about, doctor, about Cialis daily or something that's equivalent to that. Mm -hmm. Yes. I have a aortic dilation. And it's a 3.5 centimeters. Is there a problem with me taking uh, a Cialis? You have to check with your your vascular surgeon about that. Um, I'm not aware of any problems. In fact, since the drug tends to lower blood pressure, uh, my guesstimate would be that it would not only be safe, it might even be beneficial. Mm. But... Okay. You know, that's not my area of expertise. So, you know, I will clearly label that as my guesstimate. I would like you to chat with your vascular guy to be sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. That That's what I want to know. Thank you very much and have a wonderful day. Okay. Take care, sir. Bye-bye. You too, Jim. Thank you. Uh, let's go to caller number two here, Nick from Tacoma calling in. Hi there, Nick. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I have a question, doctor. Um, I've got kind of this weird scenario. I think I might be diabetic, but I go to the doctor and and I do fasting glucose because I'm also being treated up with cancer care. I've got non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Okay. They, you know, they test the crap out of me every time I go up there, and I, I pull about a 90 as far as my fasting glucose. And they don't test for A1C up there because it's really not in their panel. But I go to my primary care doctor, and I've never pulled higher than a 5.8. And okay. he, you know, but I have symptoms. I have, I eat, and I tend to, this happened about three years ago, and then it seemed to kind of recede and resolve. And then this last couple of weeks, I, I'm i eating, and I tried, I get kind of headachy and mm-hmm. uh, a little bit dizzy after a certain amount of time, uh, let's say an hour or two, and I've got some neuropathy going. Mm-hmm. And I and I went to my doctor, and, and so I'm waiting to hear back from him on this last a1c but i don't know i just i don't know what else it could be it's just really puzzling 
Well, you're pre-diabetic. You are in the range that you are officially pre-diabetic. 5.7 and above is pre-diabetes. Uh, at, mm-hmm. these, at these levels, you're getting the same changes you will get from, from overt diabetes. You just get them slower. Okay, the, that that 6.5 for an A1C or over 120 for a fasting blood sugar, those are arbitrary lines we have drawn, okay? Uh, in medicine, we define normal as everything within two standard deviations of the mean. So they find the, the mean blood, or blood, blood sugars, and two standard deviations from that in each direction encompasses 95.6% of the population. 2.2% of the people are low, 2.2% of the people are high. That's was how they came up with the definition of diabetes. You were in that top 2.2%. Now, as our population has gotten fatter... <laughs> and our Mm -hmm. insulin resistance has climbed, that population is much, much larger now than the 2.2%. And so, but your body knows nothing about this arbitrary line that we drew, okay? What's happening to you is your very high insulin levels are probably driving you towards fat production and, and away from muscle. The high average glucose is glycolysating, damaging every tissue in your body. So your brain is shrinking faster. Your joints are degenerating quicker. Okay, Your muscles are shrinking faster um, than, than they would if you were down around 5.1, 5.2 instead of 5.8. In fact, at 5.7, you're losing brain tissue twice as fast as you would at 5.2. That's the situation you're in. Okay. So we, you know, I I don't wait for people to become an overt diabetic. Uh, We intervene when we see you at 5.5, 5.6. Our goal is to drive you down around 5.2. At the very least, you should have your doctor get you a continuous glucose monitor so you can have a better idea of what your levels are without poking yourself. It's just an app that attaches to your smartphone and you can check a hundred times in a day if you want, but it'll educate you about what foods are good for you and what are not. And pre-diabetes is completely reversible. <clears throat> you also have a malignancy, so you have to be doubly careful, but this is reversible. But you just got to be more proactive. So whatever symptoms you're feeling, do pay attention to them. They, they need work, but you can change this around. And if you were a patient at Longevity, we would go after this aggressively. Oh, yeah. You know, this is this okay. is our part of our bread and butter. Physicians are now treating pre-diabetes um, with medication to reduce the risk for type 2 diabetes. Yep. Okay. All right. Is that helpful for you, Ned? Okay. Yeah, it's just that, you know, you, you kind of hit a stone wall sometimes with, with your primary care because they, just mm. go, they do a little quick checklist. And if it doesn't mean they don't move you any farther, you know. Yes. Yep, that's right. Yeah, you know, the, the problem with many of the managed care is if you fall in their pigeonholes, you get good care. If you fall outside of their pigeonholes, yeah. they don't know what to do with you. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, thank you. All right. Thank care, you for sir. your call, Nick. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more Leading Edge Medicine. And there's room for you on the phone lines at 800-465-8770. That's 800-465-8770. We're going to talk a little bit more about what we do at Longevity to 
dive right in and help you if you are pre-diabetic and diabetic with our health analysis. We'll talk about that in just a moment. And Dennis, we're going to talk with you too. Stay on the line. We'll be right back. Aging gracefully is a terrible option. Learn to live to your fullest potential. It's a lot more fun. Call with your question at 1-800-465-8770. That's 800-465-8770. Stay tuned for more. Is chronic pain beginning to make your everyday life a challenge? Then consider the only doctor with over 30 years of experience in pain medicine techniques, including stem cell therapy. That's Dr. Daniel Nelson, MD, with Eastside Pain and Regenerative Medicine. Here's what a satisfied patient had to say. Yeah, I started about like a year and a half ago. Uh, I started having some sharp pain in my left hip. It's getting tough to climb upstairs, uh, tough to play with the kids. Everybody was kind of pointing towards the same thing of, you know, you had to get a hip replacement. And Dr. Nelson's great about saying, hey, you know, there's there's different types of medicine out there that we can help fix this without surgery. Six to eight weeks later, you start to realize like, oh, I, I can climb a stair. And it was really actually kind of great after that eight week mark, like oh, I can start doing things. So definitely see the results pretty quick. Don't let pain take control of your life. Consider stem cell therapy with Dr. Daniel Nelson, MD, 425-823-4000. That's 425-823-4000. Or you can find Dr. Daniel Nelson online at DanielNelsonMD.com. I'm in the longevity program in Linwood with Dr. Armstrong, and I'm very happy. And one of the things I realized why it's being very successful for me is that I feel like I have a personal coach. The night was clear and the moon was yellow and the leaves came tumbling down. More leading edge medicine. We were just talking to Nick about uh, the diabetic symptoms he was feeling and his number was uh, at highest 5.8. But I love that longevity. You know what? We, we don't mess around with that. No. Dive right in, which is why the health analysis is so important because that is one of the tests we do for free that lets the doctors know exactly what's going on. You That's know, right. the, uh, the f- fun thing was he mentioned that they won't do the hemoglobin A1C, right? Yeah. <laughs> Why not? We, well, not only that, but it changes all the time. Wow. And it's January, right? So I remember, Jerry, I had come, I had just started working here. It was my first or second year. And this lady, now she's in her late 80s, early 90s. Her husband is in his mid 90s. They're still patients. They've been here longer than I've been here. And I was just giving them a hard time. I was young in those days, giving her a hard time. Well, you know, the sugar went up, blah, blah, blah. And she just looked at me, straight faces can be. And she looked at me and she said, well, doctor, obviously you haven't heard about the national grace period. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, what? (laughs) Oh, boy. Okay. Technical issues. (laughs) Hi there. Welcome. Leading Edge Medicine is here. It is February, uh, February the 11th. We are here. Has uh, some sticky things going on with our computers and and all that technical stuff. But we are here and we are anxious to talk with you today. Medical questions that you might have. Questions about aging. Questions about uh, a diagnosis or something you just don't 
don't understand that your doctor really didn't explain to you, uh, you can call us. Here is the number to get through today. We are live in the studio at 800-465-8770. That number again is 800-465-8770. Okay, so who's going to be that first caller today? We sure could use you. We would love to talk with you and find out uh, what's going on in your world. But right now, two wonderful doctors who've been patiently waiting for the show to get started. We have Dr. Jerry Mixon and Dr. Samira Umad. Good morning, doctor. Good morning to you. And you know, um, as you were giving out the date, I was thinking of two things. One, Super Bowl tomorrow. Oh, yes. And next, next Valentine's Day next week. And medicine was the furthest thing from my mind. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, it might be kind of fun to talk uh, about heart health maybe a bit today. I know we have a special doctor coming in. Yeah, he has. Dr. Mixon was telling me about this certain protein molecule related (laughs) to kisses. (laughs) Oh, okay. Okay. I don't know what that is, but I sure would like to know. peptide. (laughs) Okay. Well, you know, Valentine's show. Okay. Everybody listening in, it means Hershey's kisses. No other type of kisses. Okay. That's right. Yeah. It's it's actually kind of fun. The, The lab that that uh, found Kiss Peptide um, <laughs> was located in Hershey, Pennsylvania. Like, for real? For real. That's where the <gasps> physical lab was at. And so, since that is the home of Hershey's Kisses, they named it Kiss Peptide. It had nothing to do... Nothing to do with chocolate? <laughs> with romance, that's right. <laughs> nothing to do with chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. He goes to romance, we go to chocolate. That's right. But yeah, well, we, because we were talking about it in, in relation to Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah. And what it was, it was a peptide that inhibited the spread of cancers. Oh. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, that's uh, that's kind of an interesting peptide, but why they would want to call it KISS after Hershey's Kisses when its function was to decrease the spread of, of malignancies. Mm. But it turns out, yes. in the serendipity, the way the universe loves to play jokes on us, you know, which is part of why I have always, I've always had a dim view of most religions of, you know, God is a very censorous, uh, dour sort of presence that will get you no, if you cross him. He is not. I think he's got a great <laughs> sense of humor. Oh, yes, he does. <laughs> I totally believe that. Because it turns out that one of the pro- one of the things Kiss Peptide does even better than slow the spread of cancers is to increase the desire for sex in both men and women. <laughs> You're making it up. No, now, I'm Jerry. really not. <laughs> no, he's making it no, up. No, okay. I'm really not. I'm not making it up. It's it's actually Okay. It's, you you it, have it, to now tell us where they want to buy it because we'll be getting calls tomorrow. Yeah, where do we buy Kiss Peptide? <laughs> I know. And here's the frustrating like part the of it. Okay. One. it. In every animal we've tried it on, including humans, it increases the desire for romance and sexuality in a significant percentage of the population. But it's not approved by the FDA to use for anything. <laughs> for so, anything, for okay. Anything. If it was approved for anything, we could write it for whatever we wanted. There we go. It's right. called off-label prescribing. Okay. But it has not yet been approved by the FDA. So we know it's For good. anything, <laughs> so we can't use, use it. it. Not yet. <laughs> well, oh. can people go buy it off the shelves? Uh, well, if you have a pharmacy license or an MD who's doing research, you can 
buy it, and it's not that expensive. As really? <laughs> okay, well, don't say any more. <laughs> we go. don't need to know. <laughs> but I know. <laughs> Dr. You keep it to yourself. <laughs> Dr. Yuma, I think you and I should go on an exploration type of uh, field trip okay, and go to Hershey, Pennsylvania, and check out this KISS peptide at this... I'd suggest if you're going to Hershey, Pennsylvania, you do it in the spring. It's still kind of cold yeah, and snowy right, right now. Right, it's cold right okay. now. So. In the meantime, we could go online and say, okay, where can I find this KISS peptide? Yes, <laughs> yes. Okay, so since we missed the first 20 minutes of our show, we're not going to take a break right here. We're just going to dive right into callers. Right. We have wonderful callers ready to go here. Thank you, thank you again for your patience. We are here and we are live today. This is Leading Edge Medicine. Dr. Samira Umat is here in the studio. Dr. Jerry Mixon, my name is Lynette. And let's go to Ballard, everyone. We have John calling in. Hi there, John. Good morning. Hello, John. Hi, doctors and lady. Um, yeah, I'm calling for my father. He, okay. um, and I know, doc, you're not a hematologist, but this no. is blood. And <laughs> okay, he's well, been, uh, stay with me now, and then I'll I will. give me sure. about a minute or two, and then I'll shut up and I'll listen to you because <laughs> you're worth listening to. Oh, yeah. And uh, so he's he's 78 years of age. He gives blood because that's the only thing he can do for humanity. He doesn't do any other volunteer work. Hmm. So he's been giving blood about five times a year, about every 70 days. Wow. And this is how he keeps, obviously, his hemoglobin down. Because Uh in the past, it was way up there. And now, as long as he does it like five times a year, gives blood, whole blood, it stays right around 44, 48, which is pretty good. Mm-hmm. And so he uh, he's he's a vet like yourself. He he was in that war back years mm-hmm. ago, and uh, so he's wondering. And about four years ago, the doc, the Swedish doctor, got him for uh, heart murmur in 2018. Okay. And so we're wondering though if uh, and then they said they're going to give him tests. Soon, either the echo tests or the nuclear tests, whatever they are, you'd have to tell mm-hmm. me and the people out there listening what they actually do. And so he wants to keep giving blood, and I'm just wondering, is this a good thing for him to keep giving blood when he has a heart problem and uh, that's the only thing he can do really to help other people? And I'm wondering also how many people out there when their hemoglobin gets real thick, maybe in the 50s or 60s, and it gets so thick, Doc, that people don't realize that, and they don't give blood because only like 4% of the people I understand in this country give blood. Mm-hmm. And it gets so thick. Does this result in uh, heart attacks and strokes and that when people should be given blood, their hemoglobin <laughs> gets too high, the blood gets too thick, and therefore... Bad things happen, so I'll let you. Mm-hmm. I'll let you okay. uh, dwell on that. Well, first of all, based just on your description, my guess is that your dad has hemochromocytosis, uh, which is a inability to process iron properly, an iron storage disease. They tend to get very, very high hemoglobin hematocrit, and indeed, the most effective therapy is to give blood on a regular basis to keep pulling off the excess. And that gets rid of the excess iron. Well, I think you mean polycythemia, right? Oh, sorry, yes. 
you're well no hemochromocytosis also his ferritin though if he's donating blood then he's dropping his ferritin he's levels. dropping his ferritin he's yes. dropping his hemoglobin yeah. hematocrit with it though right he is and so the, you know <clears throat> these people have lots and lots of excess iron yes they do and so it, it's a it's a therapeutic thing for him, so he needs to keep giving blood. The surprise is that they'll take his blood if his ferritin is very high, um, because then that becomes a violation of federal regulations. Mm. Um, the federal government considers blood to be a human tissue, which it is. Human blood is a human tissue, but they require that donations be just that and that the donor receive nothing in return so you can't be paid to donate blood that becomes a a violation of federal law and so what happens usually is the blood banks if you need to donate blood they won't take it because they don't want to get in trouble with the feds oh got it okay when you donate blood it has to be just because you want to do good things for humanity if you're benefiting from it, it's bad, uh, which is bizarre. But we're talking about the federal government. Yes, it was kind of bizarre, bizarre by nature. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I think it's designed to be stupid, um, designed <laughs> by stupid people. So, yeah. Um, so yes, he he needs he needs if he has a polycythemia vera or a hemochromocytosis, either one of those conditions, he will do well to continue donating blood as long as they'll take it. And right. if they won't take it for free, then they're going to charge him a hundred and some odd dollars for each time they take his blood, but they'll throw it away. They won't use it. Ah, yeah, because okay. with high hematocrit, as Dr. Mixon mentioned, and as you were asking us, his likelihood of cardiovascular disease or a stroke is high. The blood becomes more up. viscous, yes, right? That's right? So as it's viscous, it's flowing more sluggishly, so it yes. can cause a stroke. Now, what you should measure is his ferritin levels. So it comes back to something Dr. Mixon and I were talking about before the show started, but ferritin levels will then tell you whether he's storing enough iron or not, and if he's not storing because he's giving away so much blood, then his ferritin will drop. That's right. In that case, you have to replace it. Yes. On and, the, and slow down the donations. And slow down the donations. On the other hand, if his ferritin is staying high, yeah. then he should continue getting yes. rid of the excess blood. He should, because then it is probably an autosomal dominant trait that he's carrying, and it runs in families. So you should have other members of the family check Tested. for their hematocrit as well. That's right, which says since it's your daddy, yes, you need to be checked. And then uh-huh. the thing is, because this is an autosomal dominant trait, it runs in families, and it increases the risk for dementia. Uh So your dad is not only helping humanity, in fact, he's better off himself as well, because as he's donating the blood, his risk for dementia is decreasing, his joint aches and pains, symptoms are decreasing. You should ask him if he feels better after a donation, or if he feels better before the donation. Some people Mm. will tell you. Right. Yeah, and and the, the, the dementia that he is that we worry about with him is not Alzheimer's. It's actually what we call a, a polylacunar dementia in which um, the blood gets very, very thick. He starts having tiny, tiny, tiny strokes. Mm. 
each of these strokes too small to show up by itself. But over time, people can develop dozens and dozens and dozens of these and kill little tiny pieces of brain scattered around, and their global functioning declines rather significantly. Mm -hmm. uh, One last thing before I let you go. is he when when he gives blood, and of course we're with him sometimes. We take him there, and then we uh, stay with him. And of uh-huh. course they have all these samples. They have like five <clears> or six <throat> samples. So evidently his blood is okay because wouldn't if he had something wrong with his blood, they would tell him, and they would say, "We don't want your blood anymore." Yes, yes, they should. They certainly okay. should, and I presume they would. <laughs> Okay, because the blood banks are usually pretty picky. They don't they, they don't cut corners. So, you know, but my real question is, is he is he doing this purely for I'm sure his motives are to help humanity, mm-hmm. but he may well be protecting himself significantly by yes. doing so, depending on what his his genome is telling us. OK, All right. how many and the last question, how many people out there? Is this affecting, in other words, they should be giving blood and their hemoglobin gets so high that they don't know it, and this results in them getting sick, strokes, heart attacks, other things happening. Is there a certain part of the population that this is occurring to and they don't even know it? Yes, it is. And again, you're going to remember, I'm an old country doctor by by training and inclination. Uh, that was the f- first 20-some years of my practice. So I am a big advocate that everybody needs a family physician. You need a family doc who knows you and that you stop in at least once a year and let him do his inventory. You know, head one, eyes two, lungs, you know, <laughs> lungs pumping, heart beating sort of thing. Uh, but in the process, he will... You know, do some baseline lab work. And if you are getting in trouble with a hematologic problem, it'll show up on that lab work. But if you only stop in to see your doctor when you break your leg, well, then you're going to miss these things. So, you know, do your annual checkups. Yes, I realize it's a pretty cursory physical. The lab work is kind of basic. But even that basic lab work will will solve a whole lot of problems or at least give you early warning of a whole lot of problems. So, yes, go see your family doctor regularly. All right. Okay, Is that so helpful for you, you John? For you. I appreciate it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Take care. Oh, Bye-bye. and the other thing is if uh, if there's no contraindication, he should probably be taking a baby aspirin. Yes. Yeah, he probably should. Right. Hey, yeah, you know, I used to donate blood um, for both humanity and myself when when i was a medical student ancient years ago when you know fred flintstone and i were in medical school <laughs> no, together no um they were just <laughs> doing coronary bypass surgery it was a relatively new procedure and we didn't do stents you know which require almost no blood if any blood at all because the stents are you know very very newer much newer better way of doing things most of the time but the old cabbage procedures we used to do required enormous amounts of blood the heart lung machine the whole and so the uh, the University of Utah which had a big program of that 
was uh, always after us to donate blood. So mm-hmm. most of the medical students were dragged in <laughs> every time they had a coronary bypass procedure to be done. Oh, wow. A bunch of us okay. would come in and give really fresh new red cells sure. for, you know, for the bypass people. Yeah, captive audience. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. Now we didn't get paid money for it, but we got kudos from our faculty. That's right. So, yes. <laughs> they knew who you, know, you were. The, hey, Jerry, go ahead. Finish oh, no. Up. And so, yeah, that was that was my my primary donation yeah okay uh, for but, you. but uh, then i also worked with the fertility center and so Uh-oh. would donate <laughs> well it wasn't donate i got paid 50 dollars a piece for sperm samples oh wow because when infertile couples were looking for a sperm donor they had a catalog and i was in oh. the catalog all know? right and with surprising uh frequency they wanted a tall light-haired <laughs> medical oh. student to be the daddy of their baby it was in the military <laughs> that didn't hurt <laughs> no. okay Hello. jerry let's so every, every time i go to salt lake city <laughs> i walk down the street and if i look at really <laughs> handsome young men or beautiful young women i always think well damn i bet that's one of mine it's one of mine <laughs> are they Brilliant. All right, Jerry. What's their IQ? Should we take a phone call now, Dr. Yuna? I know. One second, Lynette. Actually, Dr. Mixon and I were talking about ferritin a little earlier before the show started. And we didn't realize this was going to be up for. How many people sit around and talk about ferritin <laughs> before they go to work in the morning? But yeah, that was that's what our conversation was. <laughs> and so we were we were actually wondering if we should start offering a free ferritin with our health analysis mm. um, yeah. blood draw. And we decided to do that for the next couple of weeks anyway yeah. and see what the response is. All right. So if you're going to come in for a health analysis uh, blood draw, we are going to add, in addition to the two tests we've been doing, a free ferritin, which will screen you for just the kind of problems this last caller was talking about. That's right, John's dad. It's really okay. serendipity that this came up just as we were discussing this. I know. But like I said, God's got a great sense of humor. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and he loves you, Jar- uh, Jerry. <laughs> Dr. Mixon, he, he loves you very much. He, listen, I, he does. I lead a, charm, a charmed life. My wife and I comment on this frequently that everything we touch seems to go right. I had a friend, an old buddy of mine that uh, he and I joined the army together. And he once made a comment because as a youngster, I know this will come as a shock, but I was frequently getting in trouble. No. <laughs> and, and, uh, no, Jerry, we're not shocked. <laughs> we expected that. <laughs> and he, used, he used to say, Jerry, you're the only person I know that could fall into a barrel of crap and come up smelling like rose water. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's by keeping his hormone levels at a 26-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Oh, okay. Well. Not, no, let's take Seriously. a phone call. We've got several lined up, and thank you, thank you, thank you for your patience today we had some technical issues at the beginning of the show so we're so glad you're here with your your comments and your questions and you can get through today at 800-465-8770 let's go to renton daryl thank you for calling in this is leading edge medicine how can we help hello daryl hi um i cut my half of my thumb off in a work accident about four and a half years ago oops and from from the time that it happened 
it feels like my thumb is on the stove and it's turned on high and I'm leaving mm. it there. So Phantom pain. Yes. And burning oh. and, and throbbing. Yeah. And it's, I mean, mm-hmm. very painful to where at times it throbs and makes me cry. Um, yes. I also have these muscle spasms all the way up my arm. Mm. And some of them are of the shocking nature, like I'm being tased. Oh, dear. Okay. That's called phantom pain. Yeah, it's called phantom pain. And it's it's actually fairly common in people that have had amputations. Oh, wow. Um, the brain <clears throat> is expecting the nerve input mm-hmm. from that part of the thumb that's not there anymore. Mm-hmm. And those raw nerve endings where the where the, the nerves were cut in part of the amputation uh, are still sending signals because they're frequently bound up in scar tissue and so on. Um, and it's a difficult condition to treat. It really is. There's a there's a variety of things that the neurologists try for it. Um, which brings me, I guess, to my first real question for you. Have you seen a neurologist about this in the last few years? Yes, I've seen every type of doctor. They've tried all type of things. I mean, I, I let them try experimental medicines. They got a medicine that they they make from the puffer fish called tetrotodoxin. Have you heard of that? Yes, it is. And it's quite a potent toxin. Wow. But the idea is to paralyze those and nerves. Yes. It didn't work. It didn't work. Okay. Um, nothing, nothing seems to work. Uh, pain medicines don't work. So I don't take them because the only thing you do is you, you fall asleep and when you wake up, you have the same pain. You know, so yep. it's, 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 that's no good. No, it's not. Um, and they're addictive. Very affected. Mm-hmm. The, the, all right. Like I said, my arm just jumps all night long. Can't even hold my my wife, you know, because it's it wakes her. She it, it, have, it jumps, it twitches they, all day and all night. Have they tried the tens units, the electrical stimulators? Yes. Okay, and that didn't help either, huh? You no, have a I, I, I tried acting. Yeah, that's what I'm on. Um, they've got me on. Uh, what is it? Sixteen. I take two six hundred milligrams of uh, tablets every eight hours. Okay, okay. so that's a good sized dose, yeah. and I'd be surprised oh, if we, yeah. on that dose it didn't make you a little groggy and fuzzy headed too. Uh, and, and not really, and it, and it doesn't really, you know. Well, for the muscle spasm, maybe a little bit of magnesium yeah. to decrease some muscle pain. That's cheap, easy, and safe, at least it's to safe. try. safe. It's not going to do any harm. And then maybe Neurogel or a local application of a, um, a anti-inflammatory cream that the compounding <clears throat> pharmacist can yeah. come up with. I'd say probably the Neurogel with the... Baclofen some? Baclofen some and, and, and maybe a little ketamine yeah. Yeah. as a neuroleptic. Yeah. Now, now, I, they tried all of that stuff. I, I went to the compound pharmacy. Actually, they made a cream for me. It's got like about 10 different medicines in it. Okay. We put the, okay. cream, on. We put the cream on. In about 15 minutes, I went to sleep for eight hours. It knocked me out. Um, <laughs> right. So way too much. Most, wow. I woke up with the most with the most splitting headache ever and then and i ate and i I put the cream back on my hand and 15 minutes later i was asleep for eight more hours oh my goodness somebody's got way too much medication in that okay yeah but 
that the fact that you got OD'd on that cream doesn't tell me that creams are not a good idea. It tells me that particular concentration was way too much for you. Yeah. And how much yeah. of your hand were you applying it to? To a large surface area or just to the tip of that stump where the thumb was? Well, I, I put it on the back of it. I, I can't stand to touch the 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 tip of it or the inside of it i, I can't stand to touch it at all not even that part of the palm of my hand okay. I, I can't stand to touch it and if but anybody see, that's, else touches it i'll jump through the roof yeah. mm. but see that's the area that needs the cream ah. the back of the hand the skin is very thin and you absorb a lot of the cream but where you need to put it is right on that tip where the where the amputation occurred and maybe a little bit down yeah. the flexor surface and don't you don't want to cover too much of a surface area because you don't want to absorb as much as you are absorbing. You just want enough to numb the nerves right where the injury was. That's the only place that really needs that cream. So if you have any of it left, try that. Just kind of dip right. the little tip of your thumb in there and a little bit on the inner surface and see what happens. Okay, is that helpful for you, Daryl? That's going to be a very painful thing I know. to do, but I'm going to try I know. it. Oh. It's scary, but once once that stuff takes effect, that pain should go away, and you should be able to use it more effectively. Try it anyway. You have nothing to lose. That's right. And then let us know what you what you found out. Right. Okay, Daryl? Okay, Daryl. We, we, we got thank the music, you. so we got to go, but thank you for the call, sir. Yes. This is Leading Edge Medicine, and we will be back with more of your phone calls, and you can get through two at 800-465-8770. We'll be right back. Leading Edge Medicine. Listen to past programs by going to lmclinic.com. Call in now at 1-800-465-8770. That's 800-465-8770. Pete Talbot here again for a good friend of mine, Dr. Michael Gilbert of Northwest Vision Institute in Bellevue and Kirkland. My wife Vicki and I have been seeing him for over 20 years. But most importantly, Michael and his entire medical team are simply amazing, offering what virtually no other clinics offer an advanced ocular exam honestly it's like dr mccoy on star trek compared to the typical eye exam you're used to for nearly 40 years now i've been researching and interviewing physicians throughout the country and i can tell you whether it's lasik rle refractive cataract surgery retina or dry eye problems without question dr gilbert and all the doctors at northwest vision institute are some of the most advanced in the pacific northwest to schedule your advanced ocular exam, go to nwvision.com, nwvision.com, or you can call 425-450-2020, 425-450-2020. I would like to thank you for having this program and for having your longevity uh, program. If I listen on the radio, I always learn something, and it keeps me on the straight and narrow. I think, boy, I need to take some more responsibility for myself. Bum, 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 bum. Bum bum 
And we're back, and we love this song. Oh, love this song. Yeah. I was enjoying listening to the two of you. Well, thank you. Yes, good job, yes. Dr. Mixon. You well, yeah, I love that. I like this group, actually. Mm-hmm. You know, they, do, they did some wonderful stuff back in the late 40s, early 50s. So. Yeah, and you feel good. You're hearing it and listening, which is what music is supposed to do. You're listening to Leading Edge Medicine. Hi there. Good morning. My name is Lynette. I'm here with Dr. Samira Umat and Dr. Jerry Mixon today. And we will have Dr. Dan Nelson uh, for just a bit, a little bit later on in the show. So we'll we'll let you know when he's here and we'll get those pain questions ready to go. Right now, we would like to go to Chehalis. We have John who has a question for us. John, good morning. Good morning, John. Good morning. Thank you. Um, I had a couple questions. One is a more of a longer-term explanation, and you can say that for later if you want. It has to do with, because you were talking about short, little short bursts of exercise last week. And, uh-huh. you know, we always hear about the circulatory system, you know, the cardiovascular system, but we don't hear much about the lymphatic system and, and the effects of exercise on the uh, lymphatic system, you know, and the movement of that and what that actually uh, encompasses. It just seems like kind of a mystery to, uh, well, you don't hear much about it. But Uh uh, I was wondering if you could kind of talk about that. But actually what I wanted you to talk about with me is um, I was investigating what's called low-dose naltrexone uh-huh. Uh, use and I've never I I haven't heard you talk about it. You probably have, but I just haven't heard you talk about it. And I know with a drug, if you start a drug, it sometimes becomes a slippery slope. I know it has benefits possible, but if you get on it, is there adverse effects if you get off of it? And just kind of talk about uh, the low dose naltrexone. Okay. Why Why are you looking at LDN? What's the issue? Oh, well, just a better sense of well-being. Apparently, low-dose naltrexone helps increase uh, opioid receptors, uh, or at least it's supposed to help with the increase of the sense of well-being. And I thought I'd give it a try. Okay. Do you have a drug dependence problem? No, no, it's 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 not. That's that was the interesting. The high dose is for that, but the low dose. Yeah, the low dose is often is often used. Yeah, it's often used for fibromyalgia, for chronic pain, Mm -hmm. for cancer patients. Uh, You know, it's it's its purported uses are widespread. Yeah, Uh, and some people are even using it as a uh, an anti aging (laughs) medication. Although I think the the evidence for that is pretty slim. you know, adverse reactions? No, I, those low doses, you're, you're never going to get dependent on it. You're never going to get uh, addicted to it in the traditional sense. So that's not a, really a worry. Um, <clears throat> there may be some mild tachyphylaxis. That is, you might need a little higher doses after a year or two but uh, to get the same effect. But that's about the only problem there. Some people get diarrhea. Some people get no, some mild nausea, some epigastric uh, spasms. Uh, those are the, the only real you know, downsides. Uh, headache, I guess, in a, in a few people. Uh, it's... It's pretty benign. I mean, the adverse effects that are listed are all pretty 
rapidly. Yeah, I think the big thing is that um, it doesn't seem to do what it's supposed to do for a lot of people. Yeah. Now, our naturopathic physicians have more experience using it, mm -hmm. um, and I know that they will try it for somebody where they have chronic pain issues or fibromyalgia issues. Yes. Um, well, and, you know, even if it's effective in 10 or 15% of the people, if you're one of those people, it's 100% for you. Sure. It's cheap. It's safe. Uh, if it works, wonderful. If it doesn't work, no big deal. You stop. Yeah. I mean, that's really what it comes down to with something like this. Well, let's say the, the dosage you start out is 1.5 milligrams and you work yourself up to 4.5 milligrams. That's right. Yeah, some people yes. even start a little lower. Yes. But yeah, they work them up, them up slowly over time. Mm -hmm. That's right. So, you know, your your risks are are minimal. I mean, if you get headachey or you get a loose stool, you have to trade off that with the other things you're taking it for. But uh, you know, if you're if you're a chronic pain person, a fibromyalgia person, if you got cancer pains, well, it's certainly worth trying. Okay. Well, I, uh, I appreciate that. You you don't use it in your practice in general. Not in general. I mean, we have both MDs and NDs, and the naturopathic physicians you know, are more familiar with it. They're a little more prone to go to this if people have an ancillary problem. But remember, our practice is limited to the normal but undesired changes of aging. You know, if that's why we require that all of our patients have a private physician to take care of their flus and sprains and, you know, aches. And so our, our job is to make you stronger, faster, leaner, smarter, and sexier. And, uh, that's, that's really what our practice is all about. Yeah. And, you know, in the course of that, if over you have a pain issue or something happens, we'll certainly manage it with you. Sure. But it's not our primary go to for wellness. That's right. Okay. All right. Well, I I did have a uh, I did uh, shatter L one vertebrae, and I I walk. Uh -huh. I can still walk and everything, but uh, uh -huh. I do have chronic pain in the perineal uh -huh. area, and so maybe it will help that. Hopefully, yeah, maybe. Yeah. And like I said, it's you know the downsides are pretty pretty minimal, and uh, if it helps, it helps, and you know it it doesn't help for everybody so it's not one of those things that we know this is going to do the job this is one of those drugs where it's worth a try right and as you know as i was saying we're working with primarily health and wellness and trying to improve the tomorrows and so we'll do hormone replacement muscle mass decrease inflammation and we pay attention to nutritional needs so if you're deficient in say something like magnesium which uh, can you know cause muscle spasm we'll give you a little bit of magnesium we can prescribe maybe a, a local cream to use. And then if you have experience with the LDN and you want to try it, then yes, our physicians will try it to see if it helps. Okay. All okay. right. Uh, I'll just stay on, not stay on the line, but just keep listening if you want to talk about the, uh, the lymphatic at some point during your show. Okay. Thank awesome. you, sir. All right. Thank you. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, John. And you know what? We actually have another John on the way and John that we'll be talking to as well. Uh, but before we take our break here at the top of the hour, let's talk about that free health analysis appointment that you had talked about just for a moment that we may be adding that test for. OK, let's see. Uh, ferritin. 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 OK, <laughs> so the free health analysis, we still do that here at Longevity. If you've heard us talk about this over the last few months or years, yeah. 
yes, we still offer this. This is a way for you to get introduced to what we do at Longevity and to give the doctors kind of an idea of what's going on with your body. Yeah, you know, our health analysis uh, appointment is an opportunity to look at how much risk you are at uh, of really bad stuff going wrong. So we are looking at two tests usually. We do a hemoglobin A1C, which tells us the percentage of your red blood cells have been damaged by the sugar in your system. Uh, that will give us a very good idea of how close you are to becoming diabetic, mm. how fast your brain is shrinking, your risk of cardiovascular disease, and so on. So that's a useful test. Yes. The second is a in-body, which will actually measure the amount of, of intra-abdominal fat as well as the muscle-to-fat ratios in all four extremities. That visceral fat is critically important for uh, decreasing the amount of inflammation in your body because the, the visceral fat is triggering uh more than 80 different pro-inflammatory peptides and enzymes and dumping them into your bloodstream. And then, of course, we will now, for the next two weeks, we're going to add one extra test. It's going to look at the iron in your system and the iron storage capacities. And this will talk to you about the health of your hematologic system and risks for anemia and so on. All right. Very important tests, and we have that information for you on our website if you'd like to go check it out. And uh, if you, you're going, okay, finally, yes, I would like to get signed up for that health analysis appointment. Here is that number to call. It's 866-86-YOUNG. That's 866-86-YOUNG. You can pick the clinic that's closest to you. There's one in Kirkland, one in Tacoma, and one in Linwood. Okay? Uh, or you can go to our website site, which is lmclinic.com. That's lmclinic.com. And there you'll see a whole schedule. Just click the button that says free health analysis appointment, and you can pick the day and the time that works best for your busy schedule. This is Leading Edge Medicine brought to you by Longevity Medical Clinics, and we will be back in just a moment. You stay right there. Hour two is on the way.